with authority you've spoken and you set the captive free you're the king who came to serve and you're the god who washed our feet you're the one who took our burdens and you bled upon the cross in your kindness and your mercy
so much. Thank you, sweetheart. That was beautiful. Beautiful songs. Beautiful songs. Today we are going to reflect about a beautiful passage. You already have in your bulletins that passage, and I will need someone that has access to your uh, Bible on your phone that will read for us that uh, portion, and whoever has it, please let me know quickly so I can hand you the the microphone. The passage that we are going to read in the name, you ready? Okay, go ahead, please. 
Thank you. There you go. Matthew 15, 21 to 28, sir, please. Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 28. Usually I pick, somebody asked me this question recently. Which version do you like the most? And I said, I liked old versions, but there are some that I understand easier. And <coughs> ERV, easy to read version, is one of those I, 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 see, I feel that is easy to understand. But, you know, no, you can read whatever version you want, right? Yeah. And we read... Uh, I don't, if it's in the paper, you can read it directly from the bulletin. That's fine, too. Yeah, okay. let's read it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, sir. Matthew 15, 21 through 28. The Lord Jesus went from there to the area of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that area came out and began shouting, Lord, son of David, please help me. My daughter has a demon inside her, and she's suffering very much. But Jesus did not answer her. So the followers came and said, came to him and said, tell her to go away. She keeps crying out and will not leave us alone. Jesus answered, God sent me only to the lost people of Israel. And then the woman came over to Jesus and bowed before him. She said, Lord, help me. He answered her with this saying, it is not right to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. The woman said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the pieces of food that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, woman, you have great faith. You will get what you ask for. And right then, the woman's daughter was healed. Right there. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. If you will, please mute the microphone. Thank you, sir. All right, this passage is, is sensational. It's beautiful. And you can find this same story in the Gospel of Matthew and also in the Gospel of Mark. Thank you, Anne. That's fine. The... The story basically is told the same way. There are just a few changes here and there, but basically it's the same story. It's the story of someone who is desperate because has a child, and this child is, is ill. There is a sickness, and uh, there are some reasons why this person believes that the, the child is demon-possessed, right? And uh, she comes to the Lord, the Lord answers to her first, and then she replies, and when the Lord sees her attitude, then he heals her. So we are going to study certain points of this story that are very important for us to get it, okay? So the first one is that tells us that the Lord Jesus was going out, moving from town to town. Say with me the word moving, walking. Repeat the words, please. Walking. Reaching out. Reaching out. Okay, that is the essence of the gospel. The gospel has to flow. It's like water. Has to flow. And honestly, it's like marketing, like companies. If a company doesn't go out and tell the customers what they are doing, nobody will know about it, right? So when, when the Lord Jesus is doing this, it's giving us an example of our, of our right attitude towards whatever we are doing in, a, in life, reaching out, going out. Now, not everybody has the same personality, right? To go out and talk to people. You know, there are people especially to do those kind of approaches in sales and whatnot. But in terms of the kingdom of the Lord, you are empowered to do that. And it's your duty 
to go out and share with others the wonders of our good Lord. Just look at the testimony that we received today from Thelma and uh, her nephew, right? Healed by the power of the Lord, God Almighty. Reaching out to the lost ones. It's about going where they are. You know, years ago, and I'm talking about 25 years ago or more, I was starting my career in ministry. And my first department was the children's department. And then I moved to small groups and homes and campaigns, reaching out. You know, in those days, you could go outside into the neighborhoods and knocking at the doors and say, hello, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to intrude in your home, but my name is such and such, and I wanted to share with you this flyer about our church. We will have this in this event. And in those days, people didn't freak out because you knocked at their doors. <laughs> Do you remember? In those days, nobody made a, 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 an issue because somebody knocked at the door. Today is different. Today, actually, people that are selling stuff are afraid of how homeowners can respond to that approach. Some people have signs, right? And, uh, you know, accidents can happen because of that with dogs, alarms, electric things, shooting and whatnot. So we cannot continue thinking, yeah, the way to spread the gospel is the same way that we did it 25 years ago. Not today, guys. We do it in a different way. We need to go where people are. And where are the people in these days? Where, are, where is everybody? On their devices. On, in front of the TV. It's where they are. So I want to share with you guys that what we are doing here in the church, and for our viewers and listeners, what we are doing by broadcasting this and putting so much effort into this is because we are reaching out. We are reaching out. and We are touching people. And we are telling everybody one thing. What is that thing? That there is hope in the name of Jesus. Whatever is your problem, trust in the name of Jesus. Whatever is the situation that you are going through, trust in the name of Jesus. That is what we believe and that's why we are reaching out. So doing these things, even though for some people it's uncomfortable because cameras and microphones and whatnot, they are like, oh my gosh, it's way too much. Well, I will say this. I will agree with not doing all that if everyone in the church will commit to the Lord and say, okay, I'm going to reach out myself and bring one person next Sunday. Will you do that? I know. People won't do it. So if some people are against it, but they don't want to reach out either, it's like exactly we heard one day from the Lord Jesus, right? Some people were crying. They sing songs for them. They were unhappy anyways. <laughs> you know, regardless of what you do. You give them chicken, they don't want chicken. You give them steak, they don't want steak. You give them shrimp, seafood. You give them vegetables, they give, you give them soup. Anyway, people will complain. I'm not saying you are complaining. I'm saying those who are complaining because we are doing this need to understand that this is the way that in these days we are going where they are. Where they are. So there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. Actually, it should be something that you should be proud of. You members of the church, you should be saying, this is awesome. Our church is doing all these things. How can I help? How can I contribute to this effort? Because what we are doing is 
sharing the good news that there is hope in the name of Jesus. All right. The Lord Jesus came to save the whole world, especially those who are troubled. Right? But we know that at that point, he said to this lady, I came to the, Jew, to the Jews, to the Jewish people. Right? That was his first answer. We need to understand that because the Lord Jesus was Jewish. He was a Jew guy, right? And he was born within the Jewish culture, Jewish people. So he was used to all these Jewish customs and traditions, and he did everything. He was there for them. But there, are, there were ones in those days like there are today. There are people with troubles. I want you to think of this, friends. People that have needs, they are the ones that need the more, the most, the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who are in trouble are the ones that they need to hear the good news. But uh, sometimes, not everybody sees that way, right? They, they don't like necessarily thinking, oh, Troubled people coming to the church? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> but let's read something else here. Church is the place for those who need help. Number one, spiritually, right? People need to hear that there is hope in the name of Jesus. They need to find salvation spiritually, emotionally, because a lot of people are hurting in these days. They are upset. They are mad at the world. And they need restoration. So the church is a place to help them. First of all, spiritually, right? Then emotionally. Every time you guys come to the church, I want to hug each one of you and tell you that I, that I love you and I, I'm glad to see you here. And you need to receive that love, not just from me, but from everybody. Because that is healthy. That makes us feel good. Our emotions need to be healed. But also we need help in terms of our education. What do you mean by that, Gian? Explain that to me. Because I thought that we got to college for education. Yes, you got to college, universities. We are happy that Wendy is getting her master's. You know, we are very happy. Alicia, Jessica, Alisa, Abby, the four of you guys, right? are going to graduate from school. And you know what that does? Yeah. That will give them an opportunity to, ma to make good money, be happy doing what, what they can because they will be certified like everybody else that went to school, right? Sure. So that is part of the education. But, say with me, but, but, the moral education, the spiritual education, the knowledge of principles that you receive from the church, you will not get it in college or in any other school. That's why the church is a place to help people that need spiritual things, emotional things, educational things. The, the church also, remember the priority is saving souls, right? But the church also will help some that are struggling materially and financially. We have done that many times. People from our church, and you, some of you are here witnesses of that, when there was a situation 
immediately, and I'm not talking about two months later, no, immediately we have given you money because we believe in that. There is a situation, somebody uh, needs to get a job, gets the job, now needs to get a car, and, and we are there for everybody, right? But that's not the priority. And I explain this to you because I don't want anyone thinking, oh, I see, if I have a need, they are going to pay for my needs. I'm sorry, but no. No. Some things we will help you with, but not all the time, not every time, right? Those who need help financially, there are particular situations, Lord. Uh, you know what the, the Lord Jesus said about that? Even uh, it gives us a range of age. Do you, who, who can tell me what is that age and what kind of people the Lord said and uh, the, the apostles wrote that we can help financially with? Who remembers that? What? I didn't hear you. Who can remember? Widows above what? 60, right? It makes sense, right? Because they are not in, 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 a, in an age that they can make a living like somebody in their 20s, right? So we will help those, right? So with that being clear, let's continue with the study. Suffering sometimes are provoked by the power of the darkness. People, listen to this, guys. Unfortunately, some people don't want to believe in that. They say, I don't believe in, 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 the, in the darkness. I don't believe in any of those things. Do you believe in the Lord? Oh, yeah, I believe in God. But I don't believe in the darkness. Demons and stuff like that? No, that's fantasy. You know, that is a big contradiction. Because the scripture tells us about the existence of evil in the darkness. So if you want to believe the Bible, you are going to believe what the Bible teaches about good and evil. And here's the perfect example. This girl, the daughter, was ill, and it says it was demon-possessed. So there are occasions when the, the darkness are, are just hurting people. And people need to be set free. The power of the Lord Jesus Christ is above any other power. His name is above any other name, above the name of cancer. It's above the name of Jesus. And that's why you, we, you can believe and see miracles of healing and provision and restoration and transformation because he can do it. There is nothing impossible for the Lord. Say with me, there is nothing impossible for the Lord. There is nothing impossible. He is the Lord God Almighty. Well, Gian, but why do I struggle with so many things? If he is so good as you say, why am I struggling with several things? Well, because sometimes we have made a wrong decision, right? When you think about where you are right now, all that I can tell you is where you are exactly where you should be after you made the decisions that you made in the past, right? When you think about your life now, you need to think of what you have done in the past that took you where you are now. And don't blame anybody else because you made the decisions. Now, your future is going to be sensational if today you make the right decisions, right? You know, my mother was 40-something when she decided to go to, to school. 
And she had six children. I'm the oldest of six. I was already in, a, in college to become an engineer. When she said one day to me, what do you say if I tell you that I want to go to school? She never finished even the uh, elementary school. She went to get her GED at 40. She finished her uh, bachelor's then and the master's at 50. Families, ladies, people. My mother went to work when she was 50. <laughs> After raising six kids. You are here right now because it's the result of your decisions in the past. But where you are now, you can make the right decisions to make great consequences in the future. So you need to think about that, right? But when the darkness is controlling people, like example, let me give you examples. For instance, somebody that is into drugs or alcohol or porn or any kind of darkness, do you think that person has a clear mind to make good decisions? No. That person can't. Then is when the person needs to experience freedom, liberty in the name of Jesus, right? So, whoops, seems like I went all the way. Let me go back. All right. My keyboard is excited. <laughs> When this woman told the Lord, yes, I understand. You came to the Jews and I'm not. I'm from another tribe. But you know what? This is the example she gave. Even the dogs, they can eat out of the leftovers, the crumbs. Everything is on the ground. Even the dogs can do that because the Lord Jesus told her that, right? And then she said, Lord, son of the king. In other words, this woman acknowledged how high the Lord was, how powerful the Lord was. It's until you approach the Lord Jesus as the king of the universe that you will receive the miracle. Do you want a miracle? No, Gianna, I'm okay. Thank you. I came to church because it's nice, you know. After all, what I was going to do? You know, it's a Sunday morning. Do you want a miracle? Well, you know, it could be nice, you know, but not necessarily. I'm okay. Okay. Don't get it then. Do you want a miracle? Well, honestly, I, I would like that, but... Uh, I don't know if the Lord can give me that miracle. Okay, well, don't, don't go there. And other people receiving miracles. So again, the question to you. Do you want a miracle? Well, yeah, I want a miracle. Yeah, of course I want a miracle. Okay, well, do the right thing. Approach the Lord Jesus as the king of the universe. Go to him in prayer in your private room. Bend your knees. Bow down before him and call him king of the universe, king of my life. Help me in my needs. But you know what is sad, friends? So many people hear this, but they don't do it. They know that the Lord can heal people and do miracles still today, but they don't even speak the prayers. 
they think the prayers. Well, the Lord can hear my prayers in my head. Of course he will. Can you speak? Well, but I don't feel the need for Well, but don't do it. You know what is that? There are people that they really cannot talk. They will love to speak. They will love to say, Jesus, King of the universe. Can you bow down? Yeah, but I don't think it's needed yet. You know, it's kind of too, kind of a mysticism, you know, mystic, you know, too religious. I don't think it's needed, you know. I can talk to the Lord anyway. Okay, I will say my prayers out loud. I will be in my car, sitting in my car, driving around. I'll be driving. Lord, thank you for this day. And uh, it will be nice to receive a miracle of a great job. Is that bad? No, it's not bad. Can you bow down before him? This woman was desperate. Huge need. That is the difference. Until you get it. Until you realize that you need something with so much desperation. Then you will bow down. Then you want to call him king of the universe. Help me. Then you will be on your knees. Then. But until you don't feel that need, you will continue in your car. Thank you for another day, Lord. And, and I love you. I do really love you. So cute, right? Is that bad? It's not bad. But if you want a miracle, it has to be in the supernatural. You need to learn to move in the supernatural. You have to move into the supernatural. And what is that, Gian? What is the supernatural? It's when you believe with all of your heart. You will live with so much intensity. It's like it's your life. You don't have any other place to go. When you have that passion in your heart and you say, Lord, I need you. Help me. Then you will see how he can move in your life. You know, some Christians sometimes do not help much because they are bothered by people in need. The disciples, when they saw her and heard her, they were like, oh, that's, that's a little bit too much, you know. And they were trying to tell the Lord Jesus what to do. Isn't it that kind of funny? You know, the disciples trying to tell the Lord Jesus what to do. <laughs> I love that. You know, there is something that every Christian needs to understand. is the concept of authority. Authority is when you acknowledge that somebody else is in charge. The disciples, uh, you know what? She is a little bit too much. Tell her to go so we can continue doing our thing here in our church. You know, because it's so cool when we do our services and our events. and our, You know, we have fun and we are a family. But having people in need coming to us, <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, they don't dress like we dress. You know, they don't come clean as we come clean. You know, they are smoking in the, in the parking lot. You know, they, they smell like they, they were drinking last night. You know, I'm not sure about that. Some Christians sometimes do not help much because they are bothered by people in need. 
like the disciples. You know what we should do when we see somebody in need? Pray for this person. Receive them immediately. What if that person in need was you? What if you were this person in need? And you are all beat up, messed up, and troubled. You come to a church. How do you walk when you are troubled and messed up? You, you walk like you are a conqueror. Here I am. No. You walk all humble, right? Your hands in your pockets and... You don't even want to look at the people, you know, just walking there and you feel less than everybody else, right? When that is happening, what would you do if somebody comes and gives you a hug and says, Hey, welcome to the church. So good to see you here. Hi, welcome. What's your name? Such and such. Okay, come. We have donuts here. We have coffee here. Do not make the mistake of being bothered by others in need, please do not make that mistake. Receive people. Have a welcome heart. Okay? The Lord always sees your heart, particularly, particularly when you need something. Okay. I get it. I want a miracle. I want a Mercedes-Benz convertible. I, I get it. I get it. Okay, tonight, tonight, starting tonight, I'm going to bow down in front of the King of Kings. I'm going to ask him for my miracles because I get it. The Lord sees what is in your heart. What is the purpose of what you are asking for? Right? If you don't have a vehicle, will the Lord give you a vehicle? Of course he will. If you don't have a house, can he give you a house? Of course he can. If you don't have a job, can he give you a job? Of course he can. If you want a better job, can he give you a better job? Of course he can. But what is the purpose of it? You need to think about your miracle and your intentions because he sees your heart. Right? About uh, three years ago, I believe, or two years ago, I think. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. One day, Tracy brought uh, this particular thing to, to our home. Do you remember when you get it? You know, or where? Um, it was from, for my birthday. Um, mm -hmm. One birthday. Um, okay. It's a present. Okay, she brought that thing. And you know what? <laughs> Silly me. When I, when I saw that, you know what I thought? Oh, that's so cool. I'm going to make some holes here in this frame and put some things, hooks, so I can hang my keys. Because this is about the key thing. <laughs> that's what I thought. And then she says, don't you love that thing? And I said, yeah. I was just picturing where I want to put it, right? Yeah, I like it. You know how we, you know how husbands are, right? You, you know Jeremy, right? We, we, sometimes we are not listening. We just scan, right, Brother Marsh? Aaron, right? <laughs> We're just like, uh-huh, yeah. But I wasn't really listening. So she said, Jan, do you see what it says? Yeah, it's the key, the, the key to heaven. What, what is this thing all about? Can you please read it? Okay. Prayer is the key to heaven. Yeah, absolutely, that's cool. Read the next part, okay? 
But faith unlocks the door. Faith unlocks the door. How that works? Because if the key is the prayer, how that works? And then I understood that faith is like uh, the action, right, of believing, and then you can unlock the door. Whatever is the miracle you are expecting or wanting or longing for, you have to pray. But you need to have faith that is going to happen. That's why reading God's word every day is so important because faith comes by... I want to hear you. Faith comes by... Hearing the word of God. Hearing the word of the Lord. If you don't have gas in your car, you go to the gas station, go, go to the pump, grab the thing, and pump gas, right? Because without fuel, the vehicle won't work. You have to come back. And you use it, and then you come back. And you use it, and come back, right? Well, faith is similar. Right now, you are getting the faith. Your faith is growing. You are hearing God's word. You are like, man, this is good. This is, this is my fuel for the week. Cool, cool. I like that. You know, I love Charlotte. Uh, Charlene, sorry. I love Charlotte, of course, but I love Charlene. I thought of Charlene right now. Char. Char Grenell. You know what she says to me every Sunday when she leaves the, the church and I go to say goodbye to her in the parking lot? She gives me a hug and she says, I love you, Gian. And I said, I love you, Char. And she says, you gave me my verse for the week. Thank you. I love that. But you know what? It's not just for the week. You have to come back every day to church? No. To Gian? No. To where? To the word of God. You have to do it. Right? The vehicle goes to the pump, not the refrigerator. You have to go to the Word of God every day. If you have time for everything else, you should have time for the Word of God. Start with five minutes every morning. Every day. Forgive me. Every day. You have to invest time reading God's Word. Well, I know Char Charlene, Char, she reads the Word of God every day. She does her devotion. And every post that we do, she is there listening to the Bible studies and encouragement messages and whatnot. Because she believes that. You do the same. Faith unlocks the door. Because you have great faith, the Lord said. Your daughter is getting healed. Those who are set free by our Lord Jesus will experience healing in many ways. Some people need healing in their finances. Other people need, need healing in their emotions. Other in their bodies. And on and on and on. But when you are being set free by the Lord Jesus, you will experience healing. Because prayer is the key to heaven, but faith unlocks the door. Faith in the name of Jesus. Receive it today. Receive it. All together, let's say it. I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. This year, I will become more spiritual. That's it.
And now we are going to enjoy a beautiful song. Do you remember the song Amazing Grace? Well, listen to this version. I love it. It has a different tune and different chords. And thank you, sweetheart. That was good. I enjoyed it the whole week in my home, listening to her, and I was just enjoying it. Now is your turn. In Jesus' name. <laughs> mercy in Jesus name Lord we thank you so much thank you everybody for coming up to church today it was beautiful to see each one of you and to our viewers we say as usual seek first the kingdom of the Lord and everything else would be added to you from Victory Church have a beautiful day ciao